Welcome to Practical Advice for Scary Stuff in Everyday Life. I'm Madeline Hammond, and I created this podcast. Let me tell you how this came about. I've been a marketing executive in Hollywood for many years, and part of that includes speaking and moderating panels, as well as producing conferences. But more importantly, I'm a worrier. Sometimes I overanalyze things, and a lot of stuff, especially these days, causes me a lot of fear and anxiety. I'm drawn to topics that tackle head-on issues that are just scary. And I found the only antidote for fear is knowledge, plain and simple knowledge. If this happens, then this is what you do. On this podcast, we will get into a wide variety of practical advice topics with one goal in mind, to empower our listeners to feel more confident that they can tackle whatever bad card they might be dealt. Things will happen to each of us. I have no idea what obstacle you may have to overcome, but if through this podcast, I motivate just one person to get their estate plans in order, to get the right kind of insurance, to know what to do if your kid or spouse goes to the hospital, then I will have succeeded. So I'm so happy to introduce you to my friend, Trevor Brendan Scharf. She is a certified midlife empowerment coach. She was a first time bride at 50. She writes about surviving the single life and finding love in her blog, The Late Blooming Bride. I love that name. And she currently hosts her own weekly podcast with her husband, Robbie, which is called Done Being Single. Hello, Treva. Thank you for coming. Thank you. All right. So today I'm very excited. We're talking about something that I don't know anything about as I've been married (laughs) for 26 years, but I'm still fascinated. And many of my friends um, are into online dating. And I, I just am fascinated by this topic. And so I thought today we could just talk for a few minutes about some of the things that are scary about online dating, particularly if you've been married or in a relationship for some time, and now you suddenly find yourself immersed in that world. What are some things that you can do? How to stay safe? What are some tips? What are some mistakes most people make? So let's just dive into it. All right. I'm in. So first, um, I love it when I did your intro and I called you a midlife empowerment coach. I love that it's, you're not a life coach, but a midlife coach. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I think because I'm, I'm a little older, uh, I have a little bit more, I think my wheelhouse or my audience, or maybe, maybe not, I don't know. Maybe I've got followers and listeners and subscribers of all ages, but I think, um, when you're in it, when you are experiencing something, you know, in the moment, um, you have more perspective. And more to share and more wisdom and insight. And I, you know, had a bunch of years being single, many more than most. So I kind of feel like I come to the table with something to offer people at, you know, in their 50s, 60s, beyond. Right. Great. I like it because there's a lot of life coaches and it's very different. The challenges that one faces in their 40s, 50s and 60s. Yeah. Yeah. I think good, good for you. I also, I also can't and I shouldn't say I shouldn't generalize because there are some really there's some young er life coaches that are super brilliant and um really smart and wonderful but I I don't know if I I kind of tend I want to hear something from someone my age someone who's been in it right it makes me um bond more and relate better and identify more and open up more because right. I can understand yeah right so um I'm assuming that is what people reach out to people that can understand their journey and issues and struggles and challenges. Right. Good. Well, I, I'm a big fan of that because 
Uh, I think nothing can be, you can't underestimate experience. And by the way, I, I struggle with the title, okay? Because am I excluding a whole population, a whole demographic from my, what I do? Or am I just, if I'm, am I being smarter by, you know, being a little bit more focused? Well, I don't I know. I don't know. Right. Well, I can tell you from a marketing perspective, I've been doing marketing a long time. I think it's brilliant. Thank you. Yep, because I think there's a lot of people that call themselves life coaches. Yes. But for you to focus in on a particular demo, if you will, yes. and experience, I think is great. So Thank you. Thanks. now, along, in addition to being a midlife coach, also you are very experienced in dating. And as I mentioned in your intro, you have written about it and you have, um, I think, a lot of good tips. So I want to ask you if you were, so you were dating for many years, like almost 30. 30, you were just on websites, people setting you up, going to bars, you name it, whatever, right? You were doing it. So if you kind of take a broad look at that, what are, just give us like, let's kick it off by a couple takeaways you learn. Maybe a couple things you learned along the way and maybe two of what you think might be the biggest mistakes that people make. Oh my God. Um... Okay, here's my first biggest overarching um, piece takeaway. Okay. You've got to be happy by yourself mm. and not freak out. That's the starting point. You've got to be super um, stable and comfortable in your skin by yourself, alone, in your, you know, in your solitude. I find that that's, that's a good place to start. Is that because then, people can smell desperation? Yes. Right. And also, not, not just what other people can pick up on, but also um, there are going to be a lot of times, man, where you're going to be alone. You know, you're, gonna, you're not going to have dates. You're, you're going to be home alone on a Saturday night. You're, you're going to, you know, be invited without a plus one or a plus one and not have a plus one. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of incumbent upon you as a single person to get as comfortable as you can being single and happy being single. Because as I like to say, the sooner you're the happy you are, you the happier you are being single, probably the sooner you won't be single anymore, you know? So- yes, I agree. And I'm sorry to interrupt you, but before I got married and I got married late and fairly late in life as well. I was in my, I was 38, which might not seem not as late as you, but still it was late. It was late. Um, and just at the point I got comfortable being single and I had my friends and I was big into working out and my days were filled. I was right. never not, I was never like, Oh my God, what do I do? I was never lonely really. And then I met Pete. So yeah. it's just kind of funny. So exactly to what you're saying, I think once you accept it and you're comfortable and you just stop obsessing about what you yes. don't have, then yeah. you find it. Yeah. So that's, that's the first thing I would tell people. Um, just get, learn, learn how to be alone with yourself. Got it. It's really hard. Um, not maybe for me because uh, I'm, I'm an only child. So, oh man, did I have practice being alone? Right. I, know, I have no problem with it. I actually enjoy it. But I know that, that that it is a challenge for some people, um, particularly coming out of marriages and, you know, wanting mm-hmm. to find someone again and, and who can blame them. Right. Um, but yes, that's the first thing. Um, the the other some other tips, um, not be in a hurry. I guess that is sort of part B to, you know, learn how to be alone. And then part B, don't be in a hurry because it may take a while. It may take a while as I'm pointing to myself. Right. Exactly. 
There's no timeline. There isn't. Right. It's you're the one or Mr. Right or Ms. Ms. Right, right. Might not come into the picture for a while. Because they might be you, otherwise occupied, for they example. They may not. Yeah. Right. Um, so you got to get your head around that. And, um, and I'm sorry, I don't think any amount of like lists, making lists and vision boards and, right. you know, I do believe in the law of attraction. Yeah. I too. do believe to an extent that your thoughts are things and that, um, putting out positive, uh, energy does, just helps out all around you just helps magnetize, you know, good stuff towards you in all aspects, in all aspects. I don't care, you know, money, jobs, friendships, opportunities. Mm -hmm. I do believe that. Um, but you cannot, uh, manifest a mate, a date, a boyfriend, a girlfriend by the sweat of your brow. You cannot, sorry, cannot. There's, you can only just work on you, make sure that you're the happiest single person you can be. Right. And then you leave it alone. Mm hmm. That's number three, I guess, which is detach from the outcome. Got it. That is not new. That's a very Zen Buddhist right. way of looking at life. You let go. You you just release yourself of the result. So first is acceptance and getting yes. comfortable with being single. And second is don't realizing don't be in a hurry. There's no timeline. And third yes. is just kind Do of I know that the universe will take care of you and will send someone. Yeah, maybe. Right, maybe. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Get your head around that. Maybe right. it may never happen. It right. may never happen. But you will have not wasted any time because you will, you in the process, will have become a happy, healthy, stable, super cool single person with right. tons of friends and a full life and a rewarding, you know. Sure. Because that's what you do because we have no choice. That's it. What that's are the, it. what's the alternative? Right. Well, it's so true. And, and the alternative is, and I have a friend that she's just constantly searching, you know, and either for another job or for someone to meet or something, something, some more money. And, and it's this constant like churning and, um, but it drives her and I'm not judging. I think it's great if it works for her, it's motivating for her, but it must be incredibly tiring at some point, you know, it's, it is tiring and it's very defeating and it's very depressing. And I get it because I spent a long time being single. And even though I was a, I was a good single person, I was I, there were a lot of times where I wasn't. I, I mean, I, for the most part, I was a happy single person. But man, there were a lot of times I wasn't happy. Right. I was really miserable and lonely and sad. And, um, you know, that's human. That's normal. It's, hey, you want to know something? I get lonely, miserable, and sad, and I've been married 26 years, yeah, right, so there you go. Right, yeah. right, And, you know, listen, just because you hook up or get, I shouldn't say hook up, just because you get, hook up means something else now. Right. Um, just because you connect. Just because you connect. Yes. Right. Um, or are married, or are in a relationship, or are currently dating someone, you know, is that the end all, be all? Uh, no. I can tell you that getting married, for me, um, uh, solved a lot of problems. It did. I'm not going to lie. It was great. It was, could I curse? Hell yeah. It was fucking great. Right. Okay. I'm well, gonna, you also met a super fucking great guy. And I have a great guy. Right. Um, so married life is awesome. It is super. Uh, does it, does it fix every little thing in your world? No, 
you know, I still have the issues. I still have stuff. I'm, you know, you're still you. Um, but it does, after being alone, single for really a long time, it's, uh, it's been a, a really eye opener, like, cause I didn't even, I had no siblings. And so this is like a total trip for me. Right. But it also brings new challenges that you might not have had before too. Oh, of course. Compromising and, uh, yeah. yes. Hello. <clears throat> Try getting two people who have never been married together in their fifties. Mm. Put that together. Right. Hello. I can have you, And have you met my husband? I have indeed. So, and it's a good thing you love music because he's also a musician. I, I love music and um, and I love being a partner. Right. I love it. I had no idea how I was going to be. Yeah. I love that. All right. I want to go back to, so we got good takeaways. What are two, say, the biggest dating mistakes that people might make? Uh, for a woman, I would say um, getting too swept away too fast, mm. too soon. Uh, your hopes are so high. Who can blame you? And you're getting, someone's giving you attention. They, oh, yeah. Uh. And guys aren't, most guys aren't dumb. You know, they know, I don't want to be cynical here, but okay, right. let's just be cynical here. You know, uh, people are manipulative. Right. Men and women. Working. Right. Okay, so beware the manipulator. Uh. Um, I one of my favorite sayings terms is this new term called love bombing. Love bombing. Okay, what's okay. that? That is just to me. It's it's when someone just comes on too strong, too fast, too much. You know, over, it, it, promising everything, right? Saying dropping the L word too soon, right? Ugh. Uh, Men do it. Women a, do it. Everybody does it. Men do it a uh, lot. Men mm. do it a lot, I think. And women, you know, who doesn't want to hear that? Who doesn't want to hear they're beautiful and I, I'm, you know, I'm crazy about you. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to provide for you and your daughter. Or, you know, I've heard it all. Um, not me, my daughter, but, you know, my single mom friends are so um, vulnerable to love bombing. Sure. Well, think about it. They're like starving people at a huge buffet now. It's like yes. they just can't get enough. So, yeah, and and we all know, you know, over-promising, you will always under-deliver. Right. It just is the way it it's is. It's just the way it is, yeah. So, yeah, pacing, pacing yourself. This is, I go back to my second tip, which was take your time, no right. hurry. Vet, you know, you may be crazy about that person. You may be super horny. You haven't gotten laid in a long time. and Or maybe you're out of a loveless marriage and sexless marriage. And, you, you know, you want to believe what you want to believe. And just pace yourself, babe. Just take your time. Slow down. Right. Slow down. I'd say that for everybody. That's good. All right. When we, so when we get to the sex part, you know, I have more to say on that. Okay. Good. Because, you know, So, so go, go back to love bombing. So big mistake is love bombing. Come too strong, too soon, too fast. And then what, say, one more mistake that people often make when they're entering the fray? Oh, I would say being um, kind of too, go the other way, being too picky, mm. being too, um, so I put this in air quotes, selective. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which, um, okay, you know, I'm all for a high bar. Mm -hmm. I'm all for keeping your standards high, I think, right? right. I mean, you got to, you have to. You don't want to settle, but by the same token, come on, everybody, no one's perfect. Right. You know, no one, sorry, especially in midlife, mm. dude, everybody's got flaws. Everybody is a flawed person. 
right? Okay, now, meanwhile, there are people that are more imperfect than others. Um, I would say, you know, just without being cynical and hardened and jaded, keep an open mind, you know, don't, um, I would ask, check in with your own self-worth, you know, are you, is your, your pickiness or your selectiveness, is that really code word for I have no self-worth or low self-worth and I'm not deserving of someone fantastic or, you know, there's a lot. Okay. So after doing three years of this podcast, um, done being single, here's what I've learned about dating. Dating to me is really at the end of it, just an exercise in self-worth. That really Hmm. is what it it comes down to it. Dating is an exercise in self-worth in in recognizing your own self-worth. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's right. I get that. So I got to tell you, I I was talking to my friend yesterday and told her you were coming in and asked her if she had done online dating. She said she had, and by the way, she said something interesting. She's been in, she's been, she's kind of a long, what do you call yourself? A late blooming bride or right. So she's been dating for a long time too. So she got into the online dating and at first it was like, she said it was such a high. I mean, she just got addicted to the ping on her phone, knowing that, you know, someone was like interested in her. And, um, but then as she got really kind of experienced at it, she began to have less patience, less tolerance, particularly for people that showed up and there were nothing like their profile and so forth. And so she told me that she was on this date recently. And after she met the person at a restaurant and after about, she knew right away it was the wrong match. So after about like 10 minutes, she's like, fuck it. She goes to the bathroom and then comes out and says, I'm so sorry. I've got to go back to work and blah, blah, blah. She just simply did not want to waste the time. And she said, and I didn't like the person that I was. I couldn't put the facade on anymore. I couldn't fake it. Through that dating, she began to really get in touch with herself Mm -hmm. of what was important to her. She wasn't going to settle for anything that was less than that. Mm -hmm. So I think it goes to what you're saying about recognizing your own self-worth. Yes. What are you? Listen, everybody's deserving of love. I, I liken it to sort of healthcare. You know, it's it's a human right. It's not a privilege. I you, love. Remember the line in uh, "You attract the love you think you deserve." Kind the, of yes. Yeah, it's a great line. We know men tend to, they they love bomb because it's a way to uh, you know get them into the sack maybe or to get them on the hook. And I think women um, do things like um, they're extra. They're they're too they're too picky. Like they're they count a lot of good guys out. And, and that's not good either because, you know, guys, look, they're not going to be all George Clooney and Bill Gates. You know, there's variations. There are good people that might have a few extra pounds or, you know, not a you know right. super big bank account. Who effing cares? They've right. got a good heart. Yeah. And that's worth a lot. 